What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raised a Geek podcast, where geek is all we speak. This week, we celebrate Disney Plus Day, the two-year anniversary of Disney Plus, and they celebrated with content drops and a bunch of new announcements. And by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. And we're back. Another episode Raise the Geek podcast is here. I'm Chris. I'm here as always with my buddy Don. Don, how we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? Everything's all right as usual. Nothing crazy to report. Nothing crazy. Just just feeling good. Feeling ready to talk some uh, Disney Plus Day with you, man. And all kind of nerd news going around. It seems like a busy busy news news week for us who enjoy this kind of stuff. So yeah, man, everything is well. How are you doing? How's everything? Yeah, man, everything's going good. I uh, made it out to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house yesterday and we were out there all day. He got a hero quest. They brought it back as like a Kickstarter through Hasbro. So he has like this complete updated version of hero quest and they sent us picture earlier in the week and they were like, we we should play. And we ended up just like, 100% 100% just being like, let's Saturday, we're coming over. So we drove out to Austin to play Hero Quest all day yesterday, and it was a blast to uh, jump back into that game, man. So this is like a revival board game, right? Yes, it's a, it's a revival okay. board game from 1989. I have it. It's basically like Dungeons and Dragons Light. So uh-huh. it was like set as your entry, entry level because it was mostly set up like a board game, but the rules and a lot of things it was real scaled down but it was a lot of the same similar stuff where you're kind of just doing actions and letting those actions play out with the roll of the dice and just trying to figure out as a team you know you have your one person who's playing the the villain or the main like dungeon master so to say sure and then they're telling they read you the quest and then they know where all the monsters are and then as you move across the board stuff is unveiled to you and then you just kind of make stuff up so like i had my i was the barbarian so i had her being like fitting fitting yeah and uh so i was like this barbarian so then i was like well a barbarian is going to be like bloodlust you know so she is going to want to destroy everything and everybody so when everybody wants to go over here but and like run away from the orcs the barbarian is going to run towards the orcs because that's what a barbarian does so i'm sure i was annoying several people as we were playing because i was obsessed (sighs) with keeping my characters true to form (laughs) right you're trying to keep that authenticity going yeah trying to keep that going and i i was also because we had three people playing but you can have four characters so i ended up playing two characters so i was a warlock and I decided that somehow just as we were playing, it ended up being that Warlock kind of kept searching for treasure and finding things. So then I made it so that I'm like, well, this Warlock's just going to be greedy. So I kept having someone would find a secret door and then I would bust in and search for treasure before they could. <laughs> and uh, steal. I was stealing treasure from my teammates. And, you know, because nice. you know, the Warlock was just going to be greedy. Man, I thought that was funny. Throughout the, I know there's a lot of people out there who love the love those dice games, like big epic quest games like that. I've never been able to get into it as yeah. much as I've, you know, I bet you I would have fun with a game like that, but just I can't wrap my brain around the amount of focus that takes because I just can't, I can't focus that hard on something yeah. 
like a game like that. So they always seem fun. And I know there's other podcasts out there where that's like their main thing. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast or something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, good for them. That's awesome. I like that people like that stuff. Uh, maybe one day I'll, I'll find my way into playing something like that, but that sounds fun. Yeah, and that's why I like that one. Cause it's, it's a lot more scaled down. It's a lot less imagination, a lot less, you mm-hmm. know, you kind of, you're very kind of very limited set, even though we were still making up some house rules and being like, Hey, well, if you do this, this will happen. And we were kind of tweaking things just for fun. But outside of that, yeah, it's, sure. it's, a, it's a good starting point, but apparently they brought, they brought back a revival of it with a bunch of new stuff so we were checking that out so that was that was kind of cool and i know don this week i believe you and uh your wife fell head first into animal crossing right <laughs> is that my understanding yeah. <laughs> yeah man she had a birthday and I, I got her um as a gift the animal crossing version of the nintendo switch which does not come with a game by the way you have to buy the game separately i did not know that until i got out into the parking lot and looked and it was like game not included i was like whoop guess i'm going back in there that would have been terrible if i would have brought it home and like then noticed she's an avid animal crossing player for the past few years like going back to gamecube and they had the one that was on mobile phones that she got into a lot so um yeah she's been playing it and i know it's lot of multiplayer options so i might find my way into the animal crossing world at some point here but i'd be a newbie total newbie never played looks fun though so i know you and your wife have played it right yeah we fell in during the pandemic when the game dropped i was like well we're just sitting here at the house let's jump in and we played a lot of animal crossing and yeah she fell in heavy like 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 300 hours or something ridiculous last year man um so we're we're we're, we dabble now we're kind of just like step in and do a couple things and leave we were kind of waiting we missed we didn't play at all throughout any of the holiday stuff last year so we kind of jumped back in for halloween and we're kind of jumping in now here in the fall to catch the animals that we didn't catch before and some of the crafting i saw the I saw they came out with a update and like some DLC recently too. That was kind of bringing people back. So that's cool. Yeah, that too. I haven't purchased the DLC yet. So I'm waiting to see if that's going to be a thing, but they added like a 2.0 update where they added just tons and tons of new stuff and new ways to decorate and stuff. So we're slowly, but not anywhere near where we were. Yeah. Uh, But like I said, you guys start going then who knows i'll see you there buddy i'll see you on the island i do like helping people out with that but don we got tons of disney plus day things to talk about and a lot of mcu stuff that came out of disney plus and we're going to hit it all but we want to make sure that you like subscribe and follow this podcast on all social media and podcast services join almost a 1300 people on twitter that are following us and making that community a great community to be a part of so definitely check that out over on twitter at raised a geek and if you want to join the conversation hit us up over on uh, gmail at raised a geek at gmail.com the same gmail too many times in there so (laughs) yeah almost messed that up but i did yeah man you're right (laughs) hit us hit us up on twitter guys we're out there not hard to find listen to our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast we appreciate the uh the love and the the downloads and everything we're enjoying doing this and glad you guys are having fun too it's a blast 
Yeah, and we're starting to get some reach outs from other podcasts, so get ready for some collaboration content coming Uh-oh. your way one way or another because we're getting the comments. And if you're in a podcast and you're looking for someone to talk about something coming up, hit us up over on Twitter and let's see if we can work something out because that stuff, sharing sharing the love is always a uh, good thing to do. And part of the fun of doing this is getting together with people who also do it. We're open for business is what he's saying, everyone. We're open for business. Open for business. Open for business. <laughs> getting tired of talking to just Don. So, you know, <laughs> he's getting tired of just talking to me. So, you know, we're looking for, uh, looking for some new blood to, to christen in here. Sure. 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 That is so not true. But <laughs> we're moving on from this because we beat the dead horse. Spider-Man is getting a new trailer. Spider-Man No Way Home. Marvel has decided they're going to do a big event on Tuesday, November 16th. So right now, from pretty much all of you guys out there, you're going to listen to us speculate about this, but you're mm. already going to know about it. So you're just True. really going to hear us go, they're so wrong or they're so right. So we're either going to be geniuses or fools. Which are we going to be, John? But Spider-Man is dropping a trailer. They're actually doing, like, Marvel's doing a huge event in L.A. at a theater where they're, like, bringing people in and they're showing the new trailer plus extras. Yes, yes. It said in there that there's big surprises in store for this. So who knows what that's going to mean. So it it sounds like they're, they're showing this trailer on a movie theater screen in a theater setting for people who were able to manage to get tickets, you know, whatever lucky people are managed able to get these tickets. Um, I don't know, man, I got mixed feelings about this because me and you talked before uh, back when the first no way home trailer dropped that we thought that was enough for us. Yes. Like this is enough. I've, I've seen, you know, they, they've teased already now what's happening in this movie more so than we've, than we thought before. Uh, I feel like I got a nice baseline of what's going on. This is all I need. We, we saw Dr. Strange in that trailer. You know, they even went so far as to give us the end of, and showed us Alfred Molina's Doc Octopus and even threw in some Green Goblin stuff there. So all that stuff's already confirmed. Now we've all speculated this whole time that that's just the tip of the iceberg with this movie, that there's so much more to come, but we don't, we've never had any confirmation. And that's kind of the thing we've liked is just having this, these, this big idea of what this movie's going to be, but not knowing for sure. Mm-hmm. so that is what worries me with what is coming on tuesday and like you said this is weird that we're talking about it and by the time this episode comes out you'll everyone out there is already gonna know but yeah. maybe you feel the same way we do at this point like rewind your mind back to earlier in the week <laughs> and think about what you wanted before this came out and that's what we're kind of touching on here um yeah, go back to I three know, hours man. ago you yeah yeah i'm scared of what i'm gonna see in it and i know i have to watch it because if i don't it's gonna be out there especially if it's an official release so i'm gonna watch it when i see that it drops um i'm afraid what the big surprises quote unquote big surprises is gonna be because if you're doing it in a theater in front of people that means okay who are you bringing out who's coming out on stage to talk about this yeah because you're not just gonna sell tickets and bring people for a four minute trailer exactly and then people are like, all right that was our trailer have a good night guys yeah i was here for four minutes and i drove an hour to get here like right, you know what i mean right so it's gonna definitely be more than that so it's like who's coming out on stage 
Now, we've all had our speculations about what's going on in this movie, and the big ones we've all talked about, that it's a multiverse Spider-Man thing. What are you going to show me, man? I'm just, I'm very, I'm very, I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, man. I'm nervous. Well, and before they even made this announcement, they dropped that new poster, which basically, once again, as you just said, kind of laid it all out there because it was like in this poster, you can literally see Green Goblin in the background. You see Doc Ock's arms and then there's lightning that signify Electro. Yes. And sand that is signifying Sandman, which outside of really, really loose rumors, Sandman was extremely still a, a far out there one mm-hmm. because like I said, yeah. you know, Willem Dafoe obviously has said things and we heard him in the trailer. Alfred Molina completely opened the can, you know, <laughs> His like face a year was ago. Shown. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to show him because it was there. And Jamie Foxx has already said he's in this movie, you know, a mm-hmm. year ago. So it's like one of those things where now even the Sandman was completely like not even really confirmed in any way and now looking at this poster you're like well sandman's probably in this movie yeah man and and like the the, i think they finally conceded to being like all right they kind of have an idea of everything that's going on we have to show them some of these villains so they've been showing us the villains showing us the villains the one card they have in their hands that they've been trying to conceal like the worst kept secret in the world is that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie. They've been trying, 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 trying to hold on to this, um, you know, however successfully or unsuccessfully you want to call it for this entire time. And it's like, are you guys finally going to reveal that hand and just be like, we give up. You guys have been pushing too hard at us. Like we can't hold on to this anymore because there's leaks happening and all this stuff. And they just want to, they want to be in control of the way the message is being sent. So, and you got, you got Andrew Garfield out there lying in every interview he gives saying, I'm not in this movie. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And, and Tom Holland is giving interviews saying, no, they're not in this. Like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys, like, eventually you're going to have to believe me, but it's like, man, (laughs) I know it's like, who's going to blink first. I hate the fact that like fans have yeah. pushed it to this point that we just can't have anything nice. <laughs> like, right. We like, can't have any surprises anymore. Like there's spoilers to trailers and spoilers to spoilers now. Wasn't that we just talking about something where they're like, I can't believe there's spoilers to when they're a trailer or something that someone tried to spoil or I, yeah, I man. remember just texting about something and we were like, yeah, there's spoilers uh, about spoilers now right yeah there's there's trailer spoilers like spoilers of a trailer like yeah we we can't have anything nice we're in an age of information where everybody seems like they're just more interested in i've said this before people seem more interested in leaks than the actual movie itself yeah like be excited about seeing it on the screen and seeing it unfold instead of in front of your eyes instead of like seeing set shots like candid hidden set shots of people's costumes and secret castings like everyone just wants all these secrets before and like it kind of makes you long for the times of when we didn't have all this um crazy internet stuff where like you actually were surprised when you saw something on screen for the first time um that just doesn't happen anymore so that's what i'm kind of worried about i this is still one of my most anticipated movies of this year um i'm really excited to see it but I don't know. All this stuff kind of just cheapens it a little bit and I just don't know what to do with it. So we're going to see what happens on Tuesday, man. I don't know. I don't know what Tuesday is going to bring. 
I know. And part of me really wishes I could avoid it, but I know I can't and I'll get it spoiled one way or another. Well, maybe because I never got the Venom post credit scene spoiled. Did you ever get that spoiled for you? No, I still haven't. I still never heard that. But that one seems like one that would easier, more easily go by the wayside than this. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. I 100% agree that. Wouldn't it be hilarious if this trailer ends up spoiling that and you get a two for one? (laughs) <laughs> all right two for one spoilers on a tuesday make my day guys <laughs> how many things can you spoil yeah yeah i know it's i'm excited to see more but at the, i just i hope i really wish they could i hope they can refrain from the uh the spider-man we agree there but i'm scared it's not gonna be it's not gonna be but and- we'll see and I'm sure we'll find out and, you know, no spoilers to you guys because you guys already know. And so we're right. a little jealous that you already know. And we could be talking about nothing for nothing. And it could have <laughs> just ended up being a big wah, wah. But we'll find out. We'll find out together. But this weekend, man, it is Disney Plus Day Weekend. Is that how that works? <laughs> is that Disney how that works? Day Disney Plus Friday. Day Weekend. <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus Day Weekend, right? We're still in it, kind of, technically. We're still kind of in it. I mean, I know it was Disney Plus Day, which was Friday the 12th. Yes. Um, we're sitting here Sunday the 14th, so we're at the, the trail end of this weekend. Um, what Disney Plus ended up dropping for their two-year anniversary just a ton of content all over the board for all kinds of people. And um, I was curious, Don, of what jumped out at you that you were planning. Did you, have you watched anything yet? Are you planning on it? Mm. What What's kind of going to be first in line for you? Well, I did kind of run, I, I opened up my Disney plus app here yesterday just to kind of see what was put on there. And they have a nice little section uh, put in there, you know, Disney Plus Day, new new arrivals and new stuff. Uh, kind of the things that jumped out to me were the the main ones people know about is is Shang Chi coming to your, coming for home viewing, free of charge, no premiere price. It's just there if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. So that's awesome. Uh, I only saw that movie the one time in theaters, so I'm excited to see it again. Might actually watch it tonight with my wife who hasn't seen it yet. Um, but that is the main one that I was excited about being able to watch at home. Um, another one I saw was Jungle Cruise. We all know the Jungle Cruise, and that's one I knew I wasn't going to see in theaters, but interested enough to be like, well, it's free at home now. Why not? Why not put it on? Like, a, like we've talked about it very briefly before, but it's like in that Pirates of the Caribbean fun family style Disney, whatever, where you know it's not going to be anything crazy, you know, amazing, but at the same time, very watchable. It seems like it could be very watchable. I like The Rock. You like The Rock. Um, Jungle Cruise is a fun ride at Disney. So whatever, they're making all these movies about rides and stuff. So why not? Uh, so that one, I definitely think I could could watch. There's some fun stuff in there, like uh, Star Wars related, like a Boba Fett thing to kind of get you ramped up for that show, which is coming soon. Um what am I leaving out? That's a lot. That's a lot of the main stuff um, I can think about. Besides what we're going to talk about, like the Marvel stuff, which is a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. But you left out Home Sweet Home Alone. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me, are you going to watch Home Sweet Home Alone? Oh yeah, I'm totally going to put it on. I'm going to put okay. it on and just see it. It looks stupid. I mean, I know what I'm getting into. It looks ridiculous. I need to know, like, <laughs> I need to know what they're doing with that. And yes, it looks. The trailer just made me explode out of just i mean i know what they're doing and 
it looks ridiculous, but that little that little British kid just being like, "I'm home alone," <laughs> <laughs> right? And and what's her name, Kimmy Schmidt, or or what's her name from Ellie Office? Kemper. Yeah, she's one of the burglars. It's like, oh god, why why did you guys do it? They could have, if you could have just somehow found a way to get Macaulay Culkin involved in this movie, like if he's one of the burglars now, I'd yeah. watch that. Like, make that the movie where Macaulay Culkin is old enough now to be one of the burglars trying to terrorize a new kid. Who wouldn't watch that movie? Like, I would have watched the shit out of that movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, 100%. But one of the things that's so weird, just and this is strictly from the trailer, but I can just imagine that this is how it's going to be. But it's this weird thing, like Home Alone was a kid's movie, but it wasn't made like a kid's movie. It was made for all people to enjoy. Yes. But then you watch the trailer for this one and you're like, no, this just looks like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Like the humor looks like you're being goofy over the top, you know, like just weird, <laughs> like just just yeah. being cheesy and like kind of roll your eyes where the original Home Alone wasn't that they yeah. didn't have. It wasn't. It, I mean, the, the, there were jokes in there for adults. There were jokes in there for kids. But it wasn't like dumbed down to that point. You know, they had a cohesive story in that. It just didn't have that kid movie cheese that this one just looks like it's just soaked with. And you're just like, you're not going to. Yeah, you're going to attract some kids. But if you made something that worked like the original one did. And I mean, of course, you're not going to be able to mimic a John Hughes script and doing some of that stuff. But I mean, if you respect the audience of all ages, I think you could really do something special with the property i'm mostly curious to see how they leave a kid home alone in 2021 i mean right how do you where's your cell phone kid? Right? How do they make <laughs> that work so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure i'll check it out but yeah, yeah i know what i'm getting out of that like don't get it twisted the original home alone is still one of my favorite christmas movies and like if i have to pick one christmas movie to watch every year it's home alone <laughs> like even now at you know 39 years old i'm still watching home alone over just about anything at christmas i love that movie yeah like i loved it when i was a kid and i still love it uh yeah so i don't think this this is gonna hold a candle to that like you said but uh no 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 i wouldn't i would never expect it to if they were like i said if they were able to somehow do something with like you know macaulay culkin and you had like chris columbus come back and direct it and like you actually had did something with it kind of like they're trying to do with this like new ghostbusters movie where you're sure. trying to bring people and trying to respect what came before and just do something new but like not dumb it down for kids and that's what this is and you would yeah. think they might have learned their lesson from anything after lost in new york which lost in new york is not as good of a movie as the first one but it's still pretty good yeah and... i can watch it and then part three is like, okay, that's when you guys finally jumped the shark. That should have been it. There should have been no more Home Alone after that. Just like, leave it alone. It's done. Yeah. But cash grab, man. Cash grab. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going for it. I don't think I'm going to be watching that movie, to no, be honest. I tell You'll you have to tell amazing. me about it. Yeah. When I tell you it's amazing, then you're going to be like, oh, yeah. I'll figure out a way to make you watch it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. I had Shang-Chi on earlier. I wanted to check out because they also dropped a whole bunch of like Marvel IMAX versions of the films so i wanted to check those out and see what they looked like um and one of the things i meant to mention last week um during our eternals review out now so definitely go check it out Um, we said a lot of great stuff about the eternals but one of the things that um i noticed and it was one of the things i missed about the eternals was that it wasn't on my tv 
And watching mm. it in the movie theater, it just didn't look as crisp as my my TV. Having this yeah. this 4K TV now, I'm like, man, it just looks so much better on my TV than it did in the movie theater. And I was like, I can't wait to watch this movie at home. And I put on Shang Chi or Shang Chi today for that exact reason because I just and it was just gorgeous. And I was watching it and I was like, man, this looks yeah. so good on my TV. So I, I plan on finishing that. Uh, Jungle Cruise is yeah. I mean, if I don't watch Jungle Cruise by today, it'll be watched. You know, soon. there's yeah. no reason i won't watch that movie um, i wanted to go see jungle cruise in the theaters almost yeah if it was a normal just if i was really still if the pandemic never happened and i still was just going to the movies for something to do and i never yeah. got out of that habit yeah i, I 100 percent would have i saw jumanji in theaters so there's no way and jumanji the next level that's saying something there hey those movies are surprisingly entertaining they're exactly what i'm expecting jungle cruise to be um so that's kind of where we're at with that so hopefully you guys found some great stuff to watch on disney plus day weekend uh coming Uh out of that but not only did they just drop a bunch of content don they actually did a bunch of announcements and um i mean they did a shit ton of mcu announcements we're we're gonna jump into here in a minute but there was one that is just blowing my mind and i can't process it and i need to bring it up to you and see if you can help me process this but maybe your mind's blown too so they have this show coming out on disney plus called obi-wan and they have ewan mcgregor being obi-wan reprising his role from the star wars prequels and that's Mm -hmm. all cool and everything and then a little bit ago they announced hayden christensen is reprising his role of darth vader yes now as far as i'm aware obi-wan the show takes place after episode three and clearly before episode four so after Hayden Christensen or Anakin turns into Darth Vader. He gets chopped up in the lava world and he becomes Darth Vader. So in this timeline at this point, he's Darth Vader already. So I don't know what is, what is Hayden Christensen doing in this movie? Because they actually spent time interviewing Ewan McGregor and it's a, it's up on Disney plus now that you can watch talking about the show. And they were making a big point of being excited to work with you and McGregor or no, sorry, you work with Hayden Christensen again as Darth Vader. And we're going to have some cool stuff with them. What are they doing? Mm, how does know. this, how does this work? Is, are they going to yeah. take his mask off and it's going to be Hayden Christensen for scenes? Possibly. That's what it's seeming like they're kind of leaning into. Um, I'll be the first to admit I'm not great with star Wars timelines. So I'm like racking my brain a little bit to see where this show even is going to fit time-wise like you just said it right there but i'm trying to think well okay how does that make logistical sense you know um i don't know but they really are (laughs) they they really are that is the thing they're really selling this show on is that he's returning not as just anakin but yeah he's darth vader so well that'd be the one thing is if this was set like in between two and three before he turns into darth vader and you're like, okay, we have a bunch of stuff. Who would want that? But these characters are obviously older. And mm-hmm. I, as far as I'm aware, the main hook for this show is an older Obi-Wan and seeing things that he did between, you know, the, the trilogies. So right. after he went into hiding on Tantooine and kept an eye on Luke, what did he do? And I know that was exactly. part of the, always the thing. And then, like I said, they're pushing this so hard with being Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. It's gonna. It's. It seems like it's just trying to fill in some of the holes of what's happened between these two, between that movie and then 
episode four or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're just going to try to fill in the gaps a little bit. I don't know how they're going to do it or what's exactly going to be involved there. There's also talk out there that Hayden Christensen is reprising his role also for the, uh, the show they have with, uh, what's her name? Who was just Rosario in Dawson. Rosario Dawson show. And I don't know her character name right off the top of my head, but that character has her own show. And they're like, Oh, Hayden Christensen's in this show too. Whether that's going to be a cameo or whatever, I don't know. And then where does those timelines line up? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, cause the Mandalorian timeline is totally different from what they're doing with Obi-Wan. I think, I don't know. I don't want to speak yeah, with know. too much authority on this because I don't want to be wrong and like the Star Wars nerds to come after me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of a smart way to promote the show a little bit because Darth Vader is still the most iconic character from in star wars so if you try to sell this show as featuring darth vader and oh it's a guy you know who's been darth vader before look all you fans we we got him he's he's here that is one way to get people to watch this show uh, i think they would anyway just because you know people did like ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi yeah so i think this show is gonna be a success either way however whatever way you want to slice it mm-hmm. but in this little trailer, they kind of showed storyboards and and um, there was one in there that actually showed Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fighting with lightsabers, like having a lightsaber duel. That, so you got to assume that's going to be in the show and people are like sold. I guess I'm watching the show. I'm sold just on that. Um, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give it a, oh, a yeah. chance, but I really don't know what to expect, what's going to be going on or whatever. I'm just going in kind of open minded and see how they do it. So not, I looked it up. So we look like we know what we're doing here. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Obi-Wan series takes place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So that's episode three. So that's eight years after. And okay. it's 11 years before A New Hope. So somehow by the end of this show, Ewan McGregor needs to age a lot because in 11 <laughs> years, he needs to turn into Alec Guinness. <laughs> right. He's so still got I'm, a long way to go. That's got to be the part of this plot, right? The end of this episode, they're going to age him. He's going to fall into like an aging portal and, and they come out as a digitized elegance. <laughs> I can see it. God, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they seem to be trying to really push this idea of a lot of stuff coming out of the solo movie um, mm. with the crime syndicates and stuff, because that kind of fell into the same pool of timeline where they could possibly have donald glover as lando clarizian in there you could technically bring in emily clark or paul bettany who were in that movie as well so there's a lot of ideas of what this movie could be but it doesn't seem like anybody really knows as of right now as to what where what this show is going to be and where it's going to line in but it just seems really the the addition of hayden christensen and them doing this like reveal really makes me wonder what this is but yes i'm 100 in on this i'm there's no way i'm not gonna watch this yeah i mean i'm i'm with you and a lot of people have voiced in the past you know their displeasure for the original or the original prequels i guess you want to call them those those second three movies but really the first three if you follow i mean people know you know what i'm talking about out there but uh and and some people didn't like Hayden Christensen. I didn't think he was bad in those movies. I thought he kind of, it was just, he was put in a rough situation where nobody was going to succeed. Like his performances in those, I remember not hating him. I thought he was all right. And I think he's an all right actor. So he could, you know, maybe redeem himself in some people's eyes and do okay. Um, 
I don't know. I had more of a problem with the little kid from Jingle All the Way in the first one. I was one. about to say, I, was say I said, if anyone needs redeeming, it's Jake Lloyd. <laughs> That's his name. Okay. Bring, bring him uh, back and let him be Darth Vader and, and really... Uh, and right. Really do something there with that, and then you know that's some redemption. I uh, yeah, I I'm a little opposite with you because yeah, Hayden Christensen. I w- I've watched those movies recently, and it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know a lot of that. I'm not saying that's his fault. Everybody acted bad in those yeah. movies, but he his performance is so just uncomfortable to watch. And yeah. I was watching episode two not too long ago, and like halfway through, I was like, I can't listen to him anymore. And I was like, <laughs> I can't watch this movie, and I had to turn it off because I was like, Nope, I'm not doing this. Well, let's see what he comes with with the yeah, new I'm, stuff. I, I'm I'm 100 here for it, and I'm excited to talk about it here and check that out whenever they decide to launch that show, or even give us a full trailer to let us know what to expect. Right now, it's all just rumors and speculation, and that's what we're here to talk about for that. But not only did they just talk about obi-wan they talked about a lot of things and we got a ton of mcu news drops for all Mm -hmm. of these disney plus shows coming and don and i are about to talk about all of them but before we do we want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by anchor.fm it is now time for us to talk about all of the disney plus mcu news that dropped friday on disney plus day Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you ready, Don? We got some doozies in here that uh, kind of blew my mind. We do, man. And this is this is a fun little day they have in general. That They did this last year, remember? Um, Vaguely. Yeah, well, they had a bunch of... This is last year's when they announced Loki mm-hmm. and, um, and What If and all the stuff we've had now. So this is just kind of like... Seems like it's shaping up to be an annual thing where they're going to kind of preview stuff that's coming and it's especially fun for us mcu fans because as we've seen disney plus has become a really important tool in in telling the entire story that we couldn't get before with just the movies we've really been enjoying well mostly of the disney plus offer marvel offers so seeing a lot of you know 12 new or 12 returning and new properties pop up here is really cool so yeah, I'm kind of I'm glad to dive into some of it with you and see what we're excited about. Yeah, and you know, obviously we know Loki season two is coming, and we know what if season mm-hmm. two is coming. So we already know those are confirmed. As far as I'm aware, they've never said anything about a season two of WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. As far as I'm aware, those are war one offs just to kind of get their introduction slash stories out there, and they'll know get picked up in the movies. Correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure WandaVision was confirmed to just be the one season. and the falcon winter soldier one was kind of up in the air because they have confirmed a captain america 4 movie yeah as we've talked about so that kind of seems like where they're going to be picking that up from so i mean who knows how much bucky is going to be involved in that or where he's going to pop up next i guess we'll see but um yeah that kind of seems like that's where that story is going leaning into another captain america movie but uh yeah besides that so Let's talk about the new stuff. And the first thing I need to talk about right now, because this is honest to God, the one I am the most excited about, and it's top on the list, X-Men 1997, the animated series announced coming in 2023, which is the only thing that makes me sad is that it is still like (laughs) two years away or a year and a half away. But X-Men 97, they're picking up telling adventures with the same animation style as far as i'm aware the same just the original what would that i'm assuming that was 96 was that a 96 x-men 
Yeah, something around there. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, so they're doing 97 and going to just pick it up. And as far as I remember, that show actually ended on a cliffhanger. So as far as I'm aware, they're planning on picking it up and doing the X-Men cartoon. They're resurrecting X-Men, man. Yeah, that's super exciting. And probably my most anticipated thing off this list as well. Um, man, that's just like nostalgia heaven right there. One of the greatest cartoons that we had and as children that we watched you know and quoted and that was kind of our i don't know about you i mean you're probably the same way it was like one of my first real introductions to comic book characters in general like we didn't read comic books really back then we but we just watched that cartoon and loved that cartoon and the same thing with batman the animated series and the spider-man cartoon that was kind of like our gateway into our love for these characters so seeing this come back for a new generation and then also for us who remember that show is super exciting i've saw i saw that you know they're they're going to get a lot of the cast back you know those who are available to come back to reprise some voices and if it's in the same style of animation that is doubly as awesome and my one thing is they better have that same intro song because that is the greatest that is the greatest theme song to ever exist for any saturday morning cartoon of all time so if that's not back i don't want it so they better bring that back. No, and I remember watching this. And first of all, I think we owe, uh, you know, someone needs to owe us a thank you or something, because I'm pretty sure this was our idea. Because wasn't it like last We week, did just talk about this. We were me, just talking said... about them bringing back, they need to give us an X-Men cartoon. When we were talking about, I think it was during our What If episode, when we were talking about how great it was to see animation. And I'd love to see a lot more animation coming the way of Disney+. And you know what we got on Friday? On Disney Plus Day, we got a shit ton of animation coming our way. And not only did they start it with exactly what we said to do, give us more X-Men cartoons. And that's what they're fucking doing, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. And it's cool that it's going to exist in its own world connected to the old cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it'd be cool to have an X-Men canon cartoon. But I feel like the MCU has big plans for the X-Men moving forward that they're going to do their own thing with. So I'm glad this is kind of separated in its own bubble and can just kind of be its own thing. Give us adventures of that same squad, Cyclops, Wolverine, uh, Beast, classic Beast, Storm, Jean Grey, all your favorites, Professor X, Jubilee. Hey, we'll finally see Mr. Sinister again. Right. Give us Mr. Sinister. Uh, We want him, But, uh, yeah, man, it's it's totally cool. A few years ago, Marvel actually did come out with a comic book called X-Men 97, which was like doing the same thing and giving you the 90s X-Men style, like Cyclops in his 90s with his hair coming out of the top and and Jubilee with her, you know, 80s, 90s, big pink glasses and the big yellow trench coat. And man, we miss that stuff. And I'm super excited for this show. I have those comic books on my yeah. my, my iPad. I, oh, I yeah. purchased them. I got them like 99 cents for the graphic, the trades on uh like Kindle store or something. And yeah, I have those because that's, that's just awesome. Super pumped for this. I still remember getting yelled at all the time watching it Saturday morning because my dad needed to watch it. And if I was <laughs> little little eight-year-old Chris was ah! shut up <laughs> watch i'm paying week. attention i need to see what magneto's doing this week calm it's down the phoenix saga don't you understand <laughs> dad you uh... don't know what that is yeah he does <laughs> i think there's still a vhs tape somewhere in my parents basement that says x-men the phoenix saga and that whole week marathon is probably sitting on a vhs tape in their basement somewhere um because now, all the a lot of the x-men cartoons 
all the all those episodes are on Disney Plus. Is this going to make you go back and oh, revisit 100%, those? Hundred percent. Okay. Me too. Hundred percent. I uh, that was the first thing I jumped into two years ago when Disney Plus launched because I'm pretty sure they were on there. Yeah. Um, and I jumped, and that was the first thing I watched a whole bunch of the first like season, and then I fell off. But I, I'm feeling like it's coming back. Some X Men cartoons yeah. are coming back. I mean, I have to. There's not. I think we remember there being like 500 episodes, but there's really not. There's probably not that many. So you could probably sit there and go through them. I'm going to go through them before this show comes back. You know, you got a year to do it. So you got time. I'm going to do it. I have to do it. I have to remember, remember the greatness. 100%. And I know there's a bunch (laughs) I never saw. So because we were at that cusp where cartoons, you know, halfway through the run, cartoons weren't cool anymore. So it's true. You know, we we kind of ran into that thing where you stopped. You know, that was when we were watching Batman the animated series and like Superman and Justice League, and those cartoons were awesome. But then you kind of hit that age where you're like, I'm not watching cartoons, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I so, guess you can say we're both excited. Yes, that's uh, yeah, you can say that. Uh, then we got a first look at Moon Knight with uh, Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac, and got some really dark scenes of him being very confused and not knowing what's happening to me and (laughs) i don't know what that show's about (laughs) oh yeah well it depends on your knowledge level of moon knight Mm -hmm. um he's a character that i haven't dived too deep into um he's appeared every now and then in some avengers books i've read over the years and just recently they did relaunch moon knight he got a new number one and i did end up getting it and i think it's on issue four and i've been enjoying it I've been reading them for the main purpose of knowing this show was coming. And I kind of wanted to familiarize myself with the character a little bit before he came. Um, I think his name is Mark Spector. And uh, right here it says Moon Knight is a new globe trotting action adventure series featuring a complex vigilante who suffers from dissociative identity disorder. The multiple identities who live inside him find themselves thrust into a deadly war of the gods against the backdrop of modern and ancient Egypt. So yeah, the, out of all the stuff we kind of saw, this one looked pretty dark. Yeah. Like they're, they're going pretty dark. I've heard people describe Moon Knight before as like Marvel's version of Batman in a way, like more of a dark brooding, brutal vigilante. Um, why do I keep saying it though? Like vigilante. It's vigilante. <laughs> That's the second time I said vigilante. Like what is that word? <laughs> I was going to ask you later where you were coming from with that. What's a vigilante? Vigilante. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool. And I know there was, I saw also there were some leaks for this show before of people showing like the full costume, um, which I tried to avoid, uh, but I did actually see it. And, and so, you know, leak, whatever, but the costume is going to look really cool. They tried not to show it in this mm-hmm. trailer. Uh, it looks really comic, comic accurate. And Oscar Isaac being in this is is verification enough that it's going to be good. You know, yeah. love that dude. Yeah, just been just been in. We saw him in Dune. He's a Star Wars guy. He's been in a lot of other stuff. He's really just kind of kills it every time he's in something. Yeah. So, um, I don't know you not knowing the character as much, and I don't even know that much about him, just a little bit. But what do you think of like the teaser you saw? I liked it. It looked really cool. I it looked dark, which was fun. I know I was reading people's comments and stuff and trying to see what the the temperature was for this, and a lot of people seemed excited about it. But then at the same time, there were a lot of people that were worried that they're gonna fluff up the character because they they made it seem like this character is very kind of psychotic 
and kind of like mm-hmm. a murderer <laughs> psychopathic, which they even showed like a clip in there where he's like pounding somebody and yeah he's pounding somebody and looks like he's murdering someone in the in a in the dark corner of a room and then there's another time where there's like four bodies on the ground and he's outside and he's like where am i so it's one of those things where i think they're gonna really lean into that and i hope that they do because i i like a little dark you know yeah, um, give us a little dark Marvel. We can dark we can Marvel. Take it. Yeah, go some Batman. I think they can handle that. Um, I loved that shot of him with the cape jumping from rooftop to rooftop. That was just a great shot. It looked very kind of almost like the spirit or like those yes. old like noir detective things. It just had that kind of a different feel, which was very exciting. And then once again, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, of course, I'm going to watch that. Right. This didn't even have to be Marvel, and I would still watch it. It's true, man, and it kind of shows you that you can get big name stars to just want to be involved in marvel even if it's just for a disney plus show to start like this isn't a feature-length movie moon Knight. this is a show on disney plus and you got oscar isaac to be like yeah i'm in so that just kind of shows you know they've probably also told him like well we're starting with this show but we're gonna we want you here we want you here we want you here and that's how you know this whole universe kind of works but it's cool that they can get even these uh these big name hot names to be in a disney plus show i think it's great Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, next up, which was one I'm so pumped for, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk is coming. And uh, basically, they're running this show almost like an Ally McBeal crime comedy, which and you could see it right in like the actual like tag, like the, the logo for the show. It like was like the city and then they had she hulk slide in there and it looked like one of those like 90s law comedy shows and that like a fox li- yeah. like a fox law yeah. show it yeah. did it made me laugh when i saw it but uh she hulk follows jennifer a lawyer who specializes in superhuman oriented legal cases and uh she hulk will welcome a host of marvel characters to the series including the hulk played by mark ruffalo and the abomination played by tim roth it's a comedy series coming in 2022 and uh, we saw a little bit more of this one because obviously this one's I think a little bit more in the can. So we saw a lot of teaser shots of, of, of how do you say her name? Tatiana Maslany. Um, yes. And we saw a lot of shots of her kind of from a side and saw her kind of transformed. And then we saw some of her as her regular self and a little bit with Mark Ruffalo. And where, where do you fall with your excitement for this one, man? I'm excited for this one. This was pretty high on my list of things that I was interested in when it was first announced. It's cool to finally see some scenes. I like She-Hulk a lot. Uh, One of my favorite comics of the last few years was a She-Hulk series that only ran for 12 issues that was written by Charles Sewell and uh, art by Javier Polito because it felt that series in particular felt like it leaned more into her lawyer side. It was like her balancing jennifer walters balancing being a lawyer to superheroes and also being a superhero herself and i thought that was a great idea and and for those we've talked about charles sewell before he's like a a lawyer in real life along with a marvel writer so like the authenticity of the writing really shown through in that series and so i think they're kind of like um leaning into that book a little bit for this show which is is cool um this is another one just like Moon Knight where we didn't get a full shot of what the character is going to look like. They sh- kind of showed her from the legs up and just kind of panned up and stopped. So we did, haven't seen She-Hulk yet um, head on, which is cool. Uh, you know, save some stuff for the show when it actually comes out. Yeah. Just tease us a little bit. That's how it works. But uh, 
Yeah, man, I'm really interested. My, I wonder what's going on with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Um, they kind of showed him in there in this teaser, so he's going to be hulked out on this show. Yeah, he was and smart he, Hulk. Again. Smart Hulk. He's got the glasses, and you notice his arm is not in a sling. So, mm-hmm. like, when is this show taking place? Is it going to be modern day? Are we going back a little bit, like pre blip or during the blip, or what's happening? Uh, that's, I guess, just something we're going to have to find out. But uh, I'm really excited for this one. I, I and Tim Roth's Abomination popping up again is cool. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I love I love the idea of her trying to like protect superheroes from in the court of law. So it kind of comes back to that whole idea of what are superheroes responsible for? It's always been a conversation of the amount of destruction that they cause. And obviously, you know, starting with like civil war ended up being a big like thread after, you know, Avengers age Voltron and civil war, when they had all of that destruction, it became a big course of action with how much are they responsible? What can, what can the government do? So the idea of having, you know, Jennifer She-Hulk, you know, like actually trying these cases in court and trying to protect superheroes in a court of law is kind of a, fun idea that i think um will translate really well to kind of i think the comedy setting that they want to put it in yeah let's see i mean they describe it as a comedy so let's see how comedy we're going to get with this i'm i'm for it i've liked the comedic aspects of wandavision and and a couple you know some of the comedy there in loki so they're kind of leaning into this comedy idea i like it and i want to see what they're going to do next up on this list we have uh we got a little tease here for miss marvel Mm-hmm. coming out in i think the date has kind of changed here and there but i think they finally settled on that it's going to be releasing at the end of 2022 end of 2022 i think so i think it, i think it got, it got pushed to next I, I, year yeah i think i got pushed to late 2022 if i remember it's not coming out this year i know that wow. because well We'll talk about it, but Hawkeye's coming soon, and then there's no way that's coming out in December. So it, yeah, it got pushed a little bit. But mm-hmm. anyway, we kind of got a tease here, and and the uh, the synopsis of this show is Miss Marvel introduces viewers to Kamala, a 16 year old Pakistani American from Jersey City, an aspiring artist, an avid gamer, and a voracious fan fiction scribe. She is a huge fan of the Avengers, and one in particular, Captain Marvel. But Kamala has always struggled to find her place in the world. That is until she gets superpowers like the hero she's always looked up to. Uh, Iman Valani stars as Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. So, Miss Marvel has kind of taken the Marvel comics by storm over the past few years. She's like a really popular character. Um, people seem to like her a lot, and she's kind of a, a new spin on the Captain Marvel character for more of a younger generation. Um, I'll say the most I know about this character is just playing her in the Avengers video game that me and you have played over the past uh little while. She's yeah. kind of like the the face of that game. That's who they want the character, who they want the player to kind of like be. Yeah, you're, um, that's the main character of that story. Yeah, it's pretty much her story. Um, her power set is kind of similar to, I want to say, Mister Fantastic. She's like very, she's got stretchiness of all her limbs and and that's kind of her main thing um yeah and this this teaser kind of didn't give us much it was only 19 seconds we didn't see a full costume it just kind of feels the same as a young a young character a young hero gaining their powers and trying to figure out what to do with them 
Um, and I'm very interested to see how they're going to handle this, her power set in this, because as you know, and as listeners out there know, she's an inhuman. That's how she got her powers. Um, now Marvel has kind of bungled the inhuman thing (laughs) over the years. Uh, they tried to do that inhuman show that didn't work that nobody watched. And it kind of seems like now they're just ignoring the inhuman side of things in the MCU, like they don't exist. So they're going to have to kind of retcon her a little bit. And how, what is she? She can't be an inhuman. You guys are ignoring the inhuman. So what's going on? I don't know how that's going to play out. So um, as with all these other shows, I'm interested enough to watch and see what they do. But uh, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, did anything speak to you about Miss Marvel? No. Okay. No. Um, no. I I really enjoyed the character in the Avengers video game. I really did enjoy her arc. I liked the way she was played. I liked I I really did uh, enjoy the character and I've enjoyed the little bits of comics I've read with her. Um there is a I don't know if we watched the same thing because I there I felt like there was more than the 19 seconds in the one trailer I saw because I did see her fully costumed. And um, it did not look good. Okay. I um, Okay, go on, go on, go on. Um, there were aspects of it. Obviously, they want to really tie into the Pakistani uh, culture and stuff, which is cool. They looked like they were going to do another type of like dance kind of sequence or segment type thing, kind of like they did in Eternals with the Bollywood thing. Um, mm-hmm. They looked like they had something set up like that where she was doing some stuff like that in costume. Um, they didn't show any powers, but yeah, it, it reminded me kind of very much like uh, reminded or looked like because I haven't watched it, but like that Star Girl show that's on CW and HBO Max. That I don't know, it just looked very CWE to me um, with the costume and the way that it looked. And I just I don't I have a feeling it's going <coughs> to skew. It might skew too young for me to find full enjoyment based on no, I, this, you know thirty seconds. I hear you. Here's what I'll say. I think we might have watched the same clip and I know what you're talking about her in a costume. I think that was her in a Brie Larson Captain Marvel costume that she's like wearing because she's a fan yeah. and that's not her final costume. I hope so. We'll we'll have to go back and look because she was wearing like a a helmet with like the hair coming out of the top. Yeah, which I probably. Think was like a it was like I think she's wearing a Miss Marvel like not a Miss Marvel, like a Captain Marvel Halloween costume. Halloween costume, and that's not going to be her final costume because this is another one where I think there's already been leaked photos of what her final costume looks like, and that wasn't it that we saw in that okay. 19 seconds. So, I think they're definitely going to get more comic accurate with what um, Miss Marvel looks like as opposed to Captain Marvel. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I could I could see your point. This one may lean a little more for the, a younger audience than me and you. Um, I guess we're just going to have to see. I guess they're. it seems like they're kind of leaning into just a young hero looking up to somebody again. And it kind of seems like what they already did with Spider-Man, like Spider-Man looking up to Iron Man yeah. and wanting to wanting to like prove himself and, and be a hero. They might just be doing that same thing again. Um, but I'm going to watch it. This character is also going to be in the Marvel's movie, we think, with, with Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and uh, Monica Rambeau from from WandaVision are all going to kind of be the three mains of that movie. So you kind of got to watch this to 
to just keep up and know what's going on with that movie if you're interested in that right. one. So we'll see. I don't know. It's it's definitely not my most anticipated of all these announcements, but I'm still going to watch it. I Yeah, I mean, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got What If Season 2, which we did talk about that, but we did get a little bit of a synopsis as to what that show might be about. Uh, so the second season of the fan-favorite animated series, after enlisting the Guardians of the Multiverse to stop Infinity Ultron, spoilers, the Watcher returns in season two of What If to meet new heroes and explore more strange new worlds in the MCU's ever-expanding multiverse. Uh, so we, you know, talked about What If season one when we kind of finally got through it all and it wasn't our necessary thing. Now, does this change your opinion a little bit going into season two, knowing that season one now ultimately kind of did have one cohesive story? Do you think right. that they're going to handle season two differently? Or do you think we're going to get just another couple off shots, you know, one shot episode, 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 or is it going to have more of a full on story? Do you think they change that format for season two? They may. I think they, I don't think they're going to go the same route of being like, these are all separate again. They kind of played that card already and let us know that that show um, has a cohesive idea in the end that they plan to get to. So I don't see them doing that again and saying like, well, these are all a bunch of separate stories. My mo- my thing I'm most ex- um, you know excited about for that show is just getting some different stuff that we haven't gotten, and and maybe they've got some new fresh ideas and maybe they've identified some mistakes they might have made in the first season that they want to correct and do better in the second season. Because I mean, some people did like that show, like you just said, though it wasn't necessarily mine and yours favorite, but. I'm in for a season two of what if we'll see what goes on. Um, Yeah. It'll just be kind of there (laughs) more background for us a little bit, but uh, we'll see what they do. Yeah. Agreed. What was the next thing we had on this list? Uh, They did announce echo at Disney plus day 2021. And this series is going to star Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez, a character who will be introduced first in Hawkeye which is right here around the corner. So we're going to get to know this character before her show comes. And that's kind of all they put out there. Echo, I know, is a very obscure character and not a lot of fans when they see that name are going to know exactly who we're talking about here. And I technically don't either. I've, I've just had like little exposure with her bits and pieces here in the comic books. She is very highly connected with Kingpin and Daredevil. And so there was rumors very, you know, early on that when this show was first announced a while back before this Disney Day Plus Day happened, that this show is going to basically serve as a um, revival of Daredevil and bringing back a lot of the Daredevil cast. Uh, that includes Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Foggy and um, I can't remember the girl's name that was with them, but her as well. A lot of that, a lot of that daredevil cast is rumored to be coming back in this. And that makes sense because if you look into echo, the character, um, she is someone who was like adopted by Kingpin after Kingpin kills her parents and she becomes like his, uh, his ward or whatnot. And her power set is very similar to taskmaster, which, you know, her name is Echo, so she can echo powers that she sees, and she's like a deaf character, so he kind of uses her as a weapon against Daredevil. So as much as their 
connected in the comics, I can totally believe that I, this could be a way for the MCU to bring um, Daredevil back into the fold, which is interesting enough in itself to be, you know, hyped for this show. Right. Um, in current comics, I think she is the embodiment of the Phoenix force right now, which is weird. She's like in the Avengers books and she's like the one carrying the Phoenix uh, for those reading that. But it's cool to kind of have a show that you can look at as a blank canvas and not really know what to expect and just kind of turn it on and see what they do. If the rumors are true, that's awesome. I would love that. We've all been clamoring for the daredevil characters to get back here into the MCU. So yeah, man, I'm interested to see what happened. There's rumors of Kingpin returning in Hawkeye and we're going to see if that really comes to fruition. It's hype machine, man. It's hype. <laughs> it is hype. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, give me him as Kingpin again. And I, yeah, I'm going to follow all of that stuff. So you have Hawkeye as a, a setup for Echo and, and bringing back some of the, the Daredevil show under the Marvel Disney banner. Hey, man, that's more than enough reason to be hyped for this show. Yeah, man. Give me it. Give me it. <laughs> Put it in my veins. <laughs> uh, Next up we had, we're dipping back into the animated world here, but we're falling into Spider-Man freshman year. Um, it's an animated series that follows Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU with a journey unlike we've never seen in a style that celebrates the character's early comic book roots. Uh, so it looks like we're just getting a cartoon. I'm assuming Tom Holland will probably do the voice of Spider-Man for this thing. Um, you would think so you would imagine he is but who knows um but i really i mean the idea of them doing marvel doing a spider-man sh- cartoon i mean yes yeah why wouldn't yeah, i be about it if we're doing an x-men cartoon give us a spider-man cartoon also bring back all the nostalgic feels right yeah i mean and especially if the animation style i mean I, they haven't really obviously given us much but I'm sure the style should be pretty cool. I really enjoyed the animation style and what if, and if they keep making these things feel a little bit different and still tie in, I think that could be really cool. So I'm definitely, definitely pumped to check out a Spider-Man. I'm sure it's not going to break any border, you know, boundaries or do anything revolutionary for the character being kind of like a prequel, but just kind of throwing, you know, Peter Parker in that high school freshman year thing and have him just like learning how to be Spider-Man again. I'm sure that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, man, it'll definitely be fun. And one thing that kind of stands out to me from this is their mention of the animation style is going to represent like old, maybe golden age, silver age comics, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we talked about after what if is like, well, now they've shown they can do this animation, but if they do more animation, are they going to kind of flex their muscle a little bit and show us some different styles? Um so with X-Men being announced and being like, well, it's going to be in the style of the X-Men cartoon. And then you got what if, well, we know what what if animation looks like. And then you got this, they're saying it's going to kind of look like old Spider-Man, early Spider-Man when he was young comics. That's cool that we're going to get different ways of animation in the, in on Disney Plus where not everything's going to look like what if. Like you've showed us you can do what if, now show us what else you can do. Um, I'm definitely interested in that. I am interested too, especially if Tom Holland reprises the role and this is like mcu canon to kind of see how he became what he became because we all know we watched the movies spider-man just kind of got thrown in there in civil war and he seemed like he'd already established himself they're like there was no mention of uncle ben like we still have never heard tom holland spider-man say anything about uncle ben like this whole time and that's like his main reason for being what he is and it like never gets brought up 
Um, even when he's talking to his aunt May, they never talk about Uncle Ben. And I know some people can get tired of being like, well, how many times do we got to see Uncle Ben die? The same way when you're watching new Batman stuff, you're like, well, how many times do we got to see his parents die in an alley? But like that stuff is still important and, and fun to see like different spins on it. So if they kind of delve into that, you know, I'm for it. I want to see how MCU Spider-Man became MCU Spider-Man. I was just about to say that. Are they using this as a, as an excuse just to make us watch Uncle Ben die again? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's possible, but I mean, I, it doesn't bother me. I like that. I like that. I like seeing what makes him become and like where he gets the message of great power requires great responsibility and you know what i mean if the mcu wants to explore that story again doing it in an animated format is good for me i don't want to see it on the in a movie again i don't want to take up valuable like runtime yes re-showing that whole 30 or 40 minutes of an origin i don't need to see it again i was grateful that homecoming didn't do it it was one of my biggest things with the amazing spider-man the first one is like the back half of that movie's all right it was the fact that i had to watch it uh, the first hour again which was almost picture perfect i mean yeah you do a couple dip things different to try to you know mix it up but it's still the same thing and you made us watch it again and i was really terrified we were gonna have to watch it again in homecoming and luckily we didn't so if they're gonna do it and they really want to tell that per- that uh, portion of Peter Parker's story, do it in a cartoon, do it in a series where you have the space to really dive into it and not take up movie runtime. I'm yeah, I'm for it. And yeah, Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. And, and they've moved past that in the MCU. Like we, they, they made that decision like cut and dry from day one, that they weren't doing that again. So we don't really have to worry about that popping up in the MCU again. I wouldn't think, um, but I'm I'm just excited for it. Another Spider-Man cartoon. It'll be fun. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, we had I Am Groot, which has a very short description, just saying it's a series of shorts that follows baby Groot's glory days from growing up and getting into trouble among the stars. <laughs> Is it a cartoon? This, I think it's animated. I think it's maybe CGI. Well, CGI. But is it like live action CGI? I don't know. It, it doesn't really specify what that's going it to is. be. So it's it's either a cartoon or CGI. Um, I don't Which know. Which would you prefer if you're going to watch this? Because this this could easily become just is just be a kids show. I think that's what it's going to be anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be for a younger audience. Um, I mean, we all think Baby Groot is cute, but can I sit there and watch a, a full series about him? I'm glad it says a series of shorts. So yeah. maybe this will just be like little 15 minute things you can just like, you know, put yeah, on in the background minutes, and watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Groot. Would you prefer like CGI animation or would you want live what? action with a CGI group? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. How would you how would you rather it be presented? Probably just CG, just animated entirely. I don't think I need live like action people. I think it, it. I think it falls into the conundrum that, like Home Alone, that we talked about. You start throwing real people running around, with Baby Groot. You you start running into the wah wah, and like yeah. you can start really running into really cheesy comedy with that. We're like, wah, 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 wah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the type of just goofiness that I can imagine, just like bumbling idiots running around being trumped by uh, Groot. So I mean. And I and yeah. it just doesn't seem like a type of story that they would waste all of those resources on. Just animate True. some shorts and put it out as opposed to like getting sets and 
having yeah. to like do full on shoots for I am Groot. I just can't imagine them putting those resources, time or money into it. Right. Especially with the other guardians of the galaxy related stuff that's coming, you know, they James Gunn put out a picture of him and the entire cast saying like filming has just started on volume three. And then you also got that holiday special, which has still in the works for next year. Um, so yeah, they got, they got plenty of, of guardian stuff in the works. You, this one seems like one that's just kind of like, all right, let's just throw together a, a kid's cartoon and, and put it out there. Cause they need kids to watch this stuff too. Yeah. So that's probably what this will be. They need the next generation of Marvel fans to start reading comics and getting into it. And they're building, but they're building. Yes, sir. World. Uh, next up we had iron heart, which we known has been a thing and that's still about all we know about it uh the series stars dominic thorne as riri williams a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since iron man so we know that you know the character ultimately has stepped you know into iron man's shoes in the comic book and isn't she actually iron man now she um it's it's complicated in the in the comic books she is just a really smart kid from Chicago shout out Chicago hometown who, uh, who figures out a way to make her own suit of armor. Like that is comparable to a Tony Stark Iron Man outfit. So he kind of takes her under his wing and she kind of does her own thing. She joins the champions, which is a, a young, young Avenger style team in the comics that also has Kamala Khan and Miles Morales, Spider-Man and Viv Vision. And, and that's a fun team in the comics. But um, I know in the MCU, her plans, the plans for her have kind of been to introduce her first in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, that's what I read that she was going to be first introduced there. So then this show seemingly won't be until after that movie comes out so we still got a ways to go but uh it'll be fun to have like another iron man style type character in this in in the mcu i know we still got don Cheadle flying around war machine he's got armor wars which is still on the plans which we haven't heard much about but um yeah they could they could have a lot of fun with this just like a young genius who's able to make her own iron man suit and kind of just have an Iron Man style Disney Plus show. That'll be fun. Um, I read the comics for a little while until I fell off, but I'm I'm more than interested in this one. It should be fun, and we'll see what they do with the character, how they're going to bring her in, if she's really coming in in Black Panther. Um, that'll be cool. I just want to see how they're going to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. I mean, I got nothing <laughs> yeah. else. I got nothing else on it, man. It's, yeah. Uh, Sounds interesting. I was always interested in the character, just never really dove too deep into it. So this will most likely, unless something changes before it comes out, it'll be my first introduction into the character and how they introduce her into the the world. It's nice to have a a female Iron Man kind of come in, take that, pick up that role of Tony Stark and be able to do something different with it instead of just finding another Tony. So, I mean, it all looks good on paper. So it's just what they do with it. Yeah, it's like we know they're not introducing a new Tony Stark into the mcu that that page has been turned but like if you can keep his style of you know armor and just a character that uses that same thing going that is you know more than cool with me i've always been cool with that so yeah and i think that was the main idea with her in the comics as well because i'm pretty sure they killed tony stark in the comics and she kind of picked up that mantle and kept going so i'm assuming a lot of that arc is probably coming to the screen 
yeah, we got a little trend going here. There's a lot of comics you should be reading if for uh, if you want the true full story of some of these introductions. So that is definitely cool. Uh, next up, we had Agatha House of Harkness, and this one kind of got re- announced um, just recently, and now they're finally making it official. Agatha House of Harkness will will reveal more about the character first introduced in WandaVision. Uh, Jack Schaefer, who served as head writer and executive producer on WandaVision, will return for Agatha House of Harkness. Be sure to hide all dogs named Sparky. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about this one briefly. We, we both already said that this is a cool, fun idea, and we were wondering how they were going to bring Agatha Harkness back into the MCU because she was definitely a fun character, um, kind of a, a nemesis to Scarlet Witch. I don't know what this show is going to be, if it's going to be just like going back into her past and showing us how she became Agatha or it being called like House of Harkness. Is it going to be a anthology show that shows different timelines and her throughout time doing things? We have no idea. I'm just psyched for a Katherine Hahn led show because she's awesome. She's hilarious and played that role perfectly. Um, it's cool too that WandaVision was said to not get another season, but we know that this show is being run by the same person. Like the head writer and executive producer is running this. So you, it's going to have that same feel hopefully yeah. and good for him for getting, you know, another project when he knew he wasn't getting a second season of WandaVision. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, man, I'm psyched for this one. I'm hoping that uh, the Agatha Harkness character gets a lot of love in the MCU moving forward. And this show just seems like it's a good first step. She could pop up other places in the future, but I feel like, you know, she's a strong character who deserves some love. So I'm, I'm happy for this one. How about you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Um, it's like I said, Catherine Hahn, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Um, curious, like I said, I you really hit all of the things on the head there. I mean, anthology, cool. I mean, live action story, giving more building blocks to that character is great. So, I mean, I, I, don't think they can really drop the ball too hard on this one ultimately with the people involved um the talent behind and in front of the camera i mean unless they really just don't have an idea for this show and it just turns into a just mess i can't imagine it not being entertaining in some way and i can easily see it being a halloween themed thing for like next year and really kind of building a halloween thing i think that could be fun if they really kind of lean into that like elvira type thing Mm -hmm. i could even see a little bit of that where you kind of maybe lean like i said the halloween fun and have her be the mcu of halloween that could be fun the spookiness aspect yeah lean into the spookiness that that would be great yeah i think you could have a lot of fun with that do a little hocus pocus trick-or-treat with it and kind of i like i said i think that could be a lot of fun so I'm, i'm i'm very curious to see more about it and i was excited to see it come out of wandavision so i'm down you and me both. You and me both. Uh, next up, which I think we also talked about when we were doing What If, but we have Marvel Studios, Marvel Zombies. So we are getting a full show on zombies um, coming out. It's basically the animated series from Marvel Studios reimagines the Marvel, U- Marvel Universe. Marvel Universe. Remember that game, Marvel Madness? Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marvel Madness. A, a new generation of heroes battle against an ever-spreading zombie scourge. So... Yeah, that's uh in Zeb Zeb Wells is a comic writer, ain't he? 
Yeah, he's he's one of the guys writing Spider-Man right now. Amazing Spider-Man, one of the rotating. He's written a lot of, yeah, he's involved in that show, right? In this yeah, show? he's r- r- written and executive producer. That is very cool. Um, so, you know, I, I really do think that the Zombies What If episode was kind of the most fun that they had with the idea of what they were trying to do. Um, so it's no surprise that that's getting, I mean, that was the one everybody wanted to see. So I'm sure this was in the works well before that. So it makes all the sense in the world that um, this is coming. I'm Like I said, I'm pretty sure we said it back in our what if last episode, just going this, whenever we talked about the zombie episode of what if, I'm pretty sure we said, just give us a show about zombies. And that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. And this is one that it seems like they might stick with the, what if animation style, which I'm totally down with because that episode looked great. It looked fun. Um, taking this as kind of like a Elseworlds alternate universe and just running with it for a whole series will be definitely cool saying, you know, this is this world where zombies and whatever we, they might introduce some new different characters that weren't in that episode and just kind of give you a, a show. I think this will be fun. We like Marvel. We like zombies. You put them together. It should be fun enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. My my only wish is if it would be a movie. Like an okay. animated, give me a 90-minute animated movie, self, self-contained story, I think would be more fun than if they are going to try to do six, seven, eight episodes, ten episodes, you know, I that mm-hmm. can, especially if they are like 40 minutes, like the what-if ones ended up being, I think that's going to be too much, but yeah, that's just my opinion. I hear you. I, I could get down with that. But we'll see. Yeah. Next up, and kind of bring up, the, yeah, take, take up us the home, Don. Take us home. We also got Secret Invasion, which has been announced previously. Uh, we knew it was coming, but it kind of got pushed a little further here on Disney Day 2021. This series is going to star Samuel L. Jackson, who we all know as Nick Fury, and Ben Mendelsohn as the Skrull Talos. These are characters who first met in the Marvel Studios movie Captain Marvel. Um, the crossover comic event series showcases a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Now, I mean, you're going to kind of have to have watched Captain Marvel, I would assume, to really know what's going on here because that's where we got our first taste of the scrolls. Uh, and it seems like they just want to keep using them, man. So we got this show. We're going to see what's going on with... Nick Fury, we haven't seen him in a while. They did put out, did you see that little screenshot they put out of his face? Like, he looks older with the bigger beard, and he's got the scratches on his face from from the cat or whatever the case is. And, like, he's not wearing the uh, eye patch any longer. So, you know, we know he's heavily featured in this, and and it does have that same actor who played the main scroll in Captain Marvel. Uh, Secret Invasion is a highly thought-of, like they said a a event comic event series in marvel history that deals very heavily with the scrolls and their invasion of earth and it kind of brought everyone together so um i I don't know too much about what this show is going to be i just know it's heavy scrolls nick fury um that's kind of like sam jackson's next big thing he's doing in the mcu so i'm interested to see this one as well um yeah i don't know how did you get anything out of that announcement or Yep. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh this this always seemed fun. I the phase four of Marvel seems a little different than what we've been used to. And it really seems like we almost are being segmented off into different 
ideas, you know, because we have this multiverse angle that's kind of taken off with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and kind of the Avengers are going this way. But now we have the Eternals that are going like deep space and we have, you know, Captain Marvel and everything coming out of the scrolls. And that whole thing seems like that's its own direction. And you kind of and then we're then we're now dealing with these like street crimes and we have the echoes. And if we're talking about daredevils again and we're talking about a lot of other stuff. So it seems like, you know, phase four is really kind of almost pulling everybody in different directions because, you know, the Eternals is bringing in supernatural elements on top of the space. So it's like you got Black Knight and Blade doing their thing. So it's just it's really interesting to see. And don't don't forget Val making like a whole team of dark avengers over that, here in yeah. the corner <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> so yeah. it's like yeah it just seems like there's a lot going on and people are trying to guess who's going to be the next big bad you know are we talking about more celestials are we talking about kang like we have all of these things set up like for these people who could be the next big bad and we talked dr doom and we've talked galactus and we've talked you know like what is coming next and it's just fun to see all of the different directions that everybody's kind of with these disney plus shows able to do and i think that secret invasion is kind of a fun way to be able to still keep nick fury on the path that he seemed like he was already going in because he obviously wasn't really involved in infinity war or Endgame. he was you know he was steeped into i know he disappeared but i mean he wasn't even in an infinity war at all right Um, so it was where is he but he was because i think in one of those movies didn't they show that it wasn't even sam jackson like the whole movie didn't Maybe. they do that in one of those movies and it ended up being um, a scroll and Sam Jackson was really in space already? Yeah, I think you're right about that. I'd have to, I'd I can't have to remember which movie look. that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a lot of different directions that they, they're pulling us in. Like Up until phase four, it seemed like all paths were leading to Thanos. Yeah. And now we don't know what path we're leading to. Like me and you have said, we we thought kang might be the big bad but is he really there's so much other stuff going on man and you know fantastic four we all know is in the back of our minds is going to end phase four what is what is that going to be is that going to finally you know be the end to phase four are we still going with on this long journey of something that we don't know where it ends so it's cool and also feels very um big at the same time where you don't know which direction we're going so having the scrolls involved here they seem they're a big deal too so where are we gonna go with that so i don't know i don't know man i'm uh, i'm very interested i'm very interested to see well as the mcu has gotten so big now it's like i mean captain marvel she had her movie and then she's only really popped up here and there to really save the day ultimately in these movies because she's always like i gotta go because i'm doing something so it's like being able to explore what she's doing and what else is going on in different corners of the universe the universe is huge and then we're going to open up a multiverse on top of the universe that's already huge so i mean you really have these spaces that you can split these people up and all have their own big event moments and you can have avenger we have enough people now that you can have three or four different avenger level threats happening at the same time across different sections of the mcu now yeah how crazy is that it's true man we don't we don't know what this is gonna like end at where this what's the end game of end game not to like no pun intended but like what are we gonna finally get to 
what is the big threat? Is there multiple big threats or are we just, I don't know. I'm along for the ride. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. Super pumped about all these announcements. And of course we still know that armory wars is coming. I mean, there's tons of stuff that's already been announced that they didn't even talk about here. So a lot of great stuff coming and others book of Boba Fett, which I'm super pumped for. That's coming. The Willow TV show that I didn't even know was coming until about 20 minutes ago. Um, so, I mean, I'm super pumped for um, just Disney Plus and what they have. And for someone who never turns on Disney Plus, unless there's one of these shows, good for them, man. They, they, got, they got me still sticking with this thing for the next how many years? <laughs> yeah. Here comes a bunch of them. They make, they're making sure you're keeping your Disney Plus subscription is definitely what they're doing. And you know what? And if they're, they can get on this pattern of a little bit tighter, kind of like HBO does, where they premiere a show like with one episode of something that you're already watching, if they can just tighten these shows up so you're literally going from one show to the other and they always have something new to watch from a big show, whether it's Star Wars, MCU, um, I don't know what other things they have that I care about. But as long (laughs) as you kind of have that rotation going like HBO does and always give me something to watch, I have no reason to cancel. Yeah, man. And that's interesting because we got Hawkeye here in a couple weeks. And then that's going to end and Boba Fett should be like coming up soon after that. But then after that, I don't know what's next. I didn't really, I haven't really like looked to see, but it feels like there's a big gap uh, unless something gets announced as like, it's coming out early 2022. Yeah. Something's got to be January. Something has to be right. Well, yeah. I guess, I don't know. We didn't do our research, but we'll, we'll see. But it seems like there's a big gap between. And that is the one thing is all these things I got announced on this day. Nothing has dates. So we don't know what is next. Like we assumed Miss Marvel was going to be next, but if that's getting bumped to late, like could she Hulk be right around the corner and we don't even know, you know, could, are these, some of these shows are already wrapped and done. If they're ready to go, we don't know what's next. So it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Which ones can you drop versus which ones have to, do you have to wait for, um, wait for, you know, the movie to come out. Miss Marvel looks like it's summer 2022. Okay. So Miss Marvel's next summer. She Hulk doesn't have it, just says coming soon. Moon Knight says coming soon. X Men 97 says 2023, which is super sad. What if season two just says coming soon? Yeah, everything pretty much just said coming soon. Nothing had a hard date. So, which kind of makes you be like, well, we don't know what's next, man. Just kind of, kind of wait and see. We didn't know when Hawkeye was going to be until they finally said, hey, Hawkeye November. And we're like, okay, awesome. You know, that's in a couple months. So, yeah, and it makes me wonder if Miss Marvel is next because that's the only one that does say coming summer of 2022 and actually has something there. So it's like, is that the next one? I can't imagine them going that long. Yeah, that's a big gap, especially when they were, you know, before it was Falcon and Winter Soldier ended, you waited a week and then you had Loki or was that WandaVision? Was it WandaVision ended and then you waited a week and it was, you know what I mean? It was like a week in between shows. Yeah. So uh, going from November to summer of next year seems like a big gap, but we'll see. That we will, and we will be here to talk about it. We good? We are good. I think we got it all. I think we got it all. Just making sure that we had nothing else to talk about there, but make sure if you have any, uh, wants to join the conversation, you hit us up over on Twitter at raise the geek and, or shoot us an email at raise the geek at gmail.com join the conversation and join the show we'd love to hear from you guys and what you guys think about all these disney plus ideas thoughts um send them our way we'd be happy to read them on the show but 
that's going to wrap us up for this episode of the raise the geek so until next time i'm chris and i'm don and thanks for listening to the raise the geek podcast where we all speak geek